P-S-N-Y. This is episode 127 of the Bleacher Creatures Yankees podcast presented by Elite Sports New York, Crossing Broad, Warwick Gaming, XL Media, and as always, Rivercrest NYC. We're a week away. One week, Allison. I didn't think we'd be here a couple months ago. I didn't think on March 31st that we'd be here one week away from opening day, but here we are. We made it. I didn't think we'd be here at all. <laughs> to be completely I'm fully honest. prepared, I was very negative about it all, but yeah, fully yeah, prepared no. for like June, June, maybe even yes. July mm-hmm. uh, after, yeah. after the luck that we've had with baseball seasons since the inception of this podcast, it was nice to just win one. It was nice mm-hmm. to win one. And it's nice to be back. Uh, they, we're doing some weird things in spring training. We love weird spring training things, batting Josh Donaldson lead off. It's pretty weird. I think they're going to do it on it opening day though. Yeah, it is weird. It is weird. So we're going to get into some predictions for this season for the Yankees. Uh, let's just right off the bat. Where did the Yankees finish in the AL East, Allison? Uh, I want to say, I would love to say second. I would love to say second, but I'm aiming more towards, I'm aiming more towards third. I think they are going to surprise us. I think that they are going to complete the Aaron judge. Um, the Aaron judge extension before the season starts. And I think that's going to be a huge motivator. I, I do think they're going to do better than we are initially anticipating, but man, it is really, really hard to see them up. Even like in spring training against the blue Jays, the blue Jays have crushed them. Yeah. The blue Jays are good. And and speaking of Aaron judges extension, I saw maybe the number 30 million per year floating around a 30 million AAV. It's pretty good. That's Mm -hmm. a payday. That's a payday right yeah. there for Aaron Judge. Good for him. Uh, yeah. So we've have we just decided that the the ship on first place has sailed. It's just first place. Just I think so. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Like no I said, chance. like I said in uh, one of our previous episodes, I feel like if the Blue Jays do not take advantage of this experience right now and don't win first place in the AL East, they're never going to do it. No, this is their year, but and mm-hmm. always the Rays are always going to be the Rays. Um, yeah, yeah I, th- I think third place is fair. Uh, I, I just, you know, the Yankees did get better this offseason. They did get better, even though it doesn't look like it. They did get right. better. Uh, Glaber Torres has looked pretty good so far. I don't want to overreact to spring training games. We don't want to fall Daddy into power. that trap. Yeah, he's got dad power now. He had a kid, uh, which is crazy because he's, what, 25? Yeah, no thank you. Yeah. No thank you to the kid at 25. Um I don't know. He looks pretty good so far. DJ LeMahieu looks pretty good. We got a lot of mm-hmm. underperformances last year. Josh Donaldson is a major upgrade at third base. Uh, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, if he's a league average hitter, upgrade at shortstop over Glaber Torres. That's an upgrade. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do the DJ and Glaber thing at second base and, and get both guys enough at-bats every week. Because you can't just be like, all right, well, DJ is only going to get you know, four games, he's going to get two games at second. He's going to get two games at third, maybe a game at first, maybe five games, five games a week really isn't actually all that bad. Um, Yeah. But it's going to be a, it's going to be a little mix and match kind of deal. Uh, And I don't love that. I don't really love that for anyone, unless you're like Ben Zobrist, uh, who is just unique. 
you know, we saw, we saw last year with DJ LeMahieu, like when he transitioned to every single position on the field, essentially, um, besides starting pitcher, which, you know, love to see it, but unfortunately we're not going to see it. Um, no, Anthony Rizzo is the designated pitcher. He definitely suffered pretty significantly offensively. And like, sometimes you have to sit and think, and you're like, if sometimes when they're not really focused on defense or they don't really have an exact role, like they kind of struggle on the other end of the ball too. So who knows? I don't know, but I do not like the shuffling around. Like, I feel like it needs to be pretty set. This is what you're going to be doing. Or even if it's maybe Glaber and DJ just kind of trading off time, whatever the case may be, but it has to be a little more set. Yeah. And you got to say the, the trade talks involving Glaber Torres has certainly toned down a little bit over the last couple of weeks since he's been hitting well in spring training. He looks pretty good uh, defensively. I mean, he's still Glaber Torres, but you know, give me average second base defense. I think I'm fine with that. Uh, and, and all of a sudden now the Yankees, I haven't heard anything about Frankie Montas or Sean Manaya. I, I feel mm-hmm. like the A's are just going to keep them at this point until the trade deadline. It seems like nobody is bidding for them because uh, there's just, there's no movement and it, that doesn't really make much sense, but who are we to question the A's? Who are we? I don't know. And, you know, I was thinking today because I saw that obviously um, September 9th, they are going to be honoring Derek Jeter. He's going to be there. He's going to be, you know, throwing a pitch. Uh, he's they're giving away all this stuff, you know? So I went, I went and looked at tickets because of course, like my sister and I were planning on going to the uh, Paul O'Neill game. Of course, and naturally. I was like, Ooh, change of plans. And she's like, no, it's a Friday. I can't get there. I'm like, okay, okay. But I was thinking, and I'm looking at the schedule and it says Tampa Bay Rays versus the New York Yankees. I am still in this mindset that I've been since I was a kid where I'm like, oh, that's such a shitty game to have Derek Jeter be at, you know, like to, to honor Derek Jeter, because I'm so used to the Rays being shit when I was younger. And it was always just like, we never wanted to play. We always wanted to play the race because they were so, uh, so bad, but now that's a good game. (laughs) You're doing so much cursing on the podcast today. Oh, sorry. What is your mother going to think, Allison? (laughs) Oh, come on. You know, my mom doesn't listen to this, (laughs) Um, but, but seriously, I mean, like when I was a kid, I used to think like the A's were so they weren't good. Like, and now I'm going to get older and the A's someday are going to be pretty good. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, ah, I remember when they sucked. Yeah. But I feel like we always lost in Oakland anyway, though, even when they weren't oh, yeah. good, oh, yeah. it was like, we're, we're going out there. It's a 10 PM start. The game's wrapping up at like 1 oh, yeah. 30 in the morning. I got that any, stupid fucking any drum West in my Coast dreams. Team, any West coast team was always a world series level team. When uh, the Yankees played on the West coast, it's yeah, just which couldn't do it on the West the coast. Matter. Couldn't do it on the West coast. And to be fair, we beat up the Mariners a lot. Um, mm-hmm. the Mariners, Mariners are gonna be pretty good this year. I'm pretty excited about the Mariners, mm-hmm. but, but we beat up on the Mariners a lot and the A's man. I just, it's just one of those teams. It's like the Rays. Are they a fun watch? No, but for some reason they will always just have our number, especially at home. Mm-hmm. But we can explain that with the Rays because Tropicana field is a nightmare, a nightmare oh, yeah. stadium. Oh yeah. We really got to get that petition going to just burn that place to the ground. I wonder if they talk about that on like, like Tampa Bay radio, do they just hop on and be like, well, another game at the trop last night, the most disgusting ballpark that's ever existed. Or do you think they've just kind of accepted their fate or even maybe they even like the trop. They're like, you know what? This is our advantage. Our advantage is having. 
it's got history. It's got the advantage of they know how the ballpark plays. They can easily be like, oh, wait, mm, I'm sorry. That's not an out. That's actually a home run. Yeah, sorry, you know, guys. They can sorry, kind guys. of bend the rules because it's their ballpark. So, yeah, of course they love it. Like, I don't see why they would want to go to another stadium. Here's here's a prediction for you. Uh, how many balls do the Yankees hit off the catwalk this year? Um, Did they, like, no, no, last no. year? Pr- or th- predicting for this coming year. Oh, predicting How many times do we year? go to Tampa Bay and they hit the ball off the catwalk? And it, and know, it lands honestly, for a hit. And it lands for a hit. Oh, it lands for a hit? It's only got to be like four. That's still so many. I know. <laughs> so it's, many it's for a be... professional baseball yeah. team, man. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, yeah, that'd be an interesting one. I'd be interested to see how that one plays out. I should keep track of this. We should just come up with prop bets for the whole season. Prop bets. Yeah, how not? many times do we hit the catwalk and it lands for a hit? Four. Four. Set the over under at four and a half. That'll be good. Mm-hmm. That's a good number right there. I think I'm going to take the under. I think the Rays are more likely to get it for hits because uh, just nature, just nature in Tampa Bay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a force. It's a force. They just won't let the Yankees ever win in Tampa Bay. Nothing ever goes yeah. right for us there. But I mean, I guess the benefit is, you know, Tom Brady's back in Tampa Bay and, you know, New York kind of has Tom Brady's number. So who knows? Maybe the tides could turn. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was like when we were talking with Nick Tyrell a couple weeks ago, uh, he's mentioned the Yankees really weren't that bad against Tampa Bay last year. And they weren't. They weren't. They were basically 500. They were bad against the but Orioles. It, that was the problem. Yeah, bad against the Orioles. That's the problem. But it didn't feel like that, though. It felt oh, like it the Rays like were, were running us ragged all year. Well, you know how fans get and you know how the media gets. And if the Yankees aren't winning every single game, then they're going to find something to nitpick about, which is understandable because I do it too. I'm not going to lie there. But at the same time, you look at the thing at the very end of the season, you kind of look back and you're like, oh, that wasn't really so bad. But the Orioles thing, that was bad. That's the, that's the difference. That was mm-hmm. the difference between even between home field advantage in the wild card game mm-hmm. and playing in Fenway. It's the fact that the we Red got Sox smoked crushed. by the Orioles all year. The Red Sox crushed the Orioles last year and the Yankees did not. And that was what caused them to quite literally lose that home field advantage and end up at Fenway Park. And it caused Giancarlo Stanton to hit three balls off the fucking monster. And that did mm-hmm. not leave for home runs. Uh, actually, I think one of them was a home run. Yes. Uh, but still, mm-hmm. still two balls. And he was the only offense that day. We could have won. We could have won if we were just at home. Him <sighs> and the one. No, actually, it was. Anthony Rizzo hit a home run. The one home run from Anthony Rizzo. That's yeah, it. that was a meaningless one. That was like the eighth inning, right? And we were already down by like five runs. Just like, oh, so nice little hope. solo so shot for Anthony Rizzo. That's nice. Uh, yeah, Anthony Rizzo, a full year of Anthony Rizzo. Let's start there. What do you think his numbers look like at the end of the year? You know, I think last year he kind of had a little bit of a an adjustment period, which makes sense. You're we didn't get his best. Stadium. We didn't get his right, best. Right, exactly. We didn't get his best. We also, you know, it wasn't really the best. It didn't feel to me, and maybe I'm mistaken, but it didn't feel to me as though it was the best type of environment last year. Like, I felt like everyone was so negative. The players were all so negative, and it just was a tough one to kind of come into. And, of course, he is a lefty. There's this beautiful thing called the short porch. I love it. Beautiful. It's great. I love Anthony Rizzo mostly for his defense. So I'm hoping that his offense is going to pick up. But I would say if Anthony Rizzo stays healthy, 
I'd give him a 280, a 280 batting average, which isn't terrible, but I want to see the home runs go up. Yeah, no, 280, 280 is not bad at all. You know what? I'm going to bring up pro- projections too, official projections while we're doing this. Um, yeah, but first year without Luke Voigt in a while. Uh, I should say without Luke Voigt in a while. He's been injured half the fucking year, uh, every year anyway. Um, but this is like Anthony Rizzo doesn't really get hurt. That's it. Mm-mm. He's going to play like yep. 150 games for us. We're going to have right. a solid first baseman. And that was fine last year with Luke Voigt because you could slide DJ LeMahieu over there and that – now it causes a problem that you won't just have an easy spot to put Glaber Torres and DJ LeMahieu. Um, but let's, who do you want to do next, DJ or Glaber? Let's go with DJ. DJ. What are DJ's stats looking like this year? Do you think he gets over 300? I think he gets very close. I'm not sure if he gets right back over it. I think, okay, let's do this. Cause I have a number just like sticking in my head right now. I'm thinking 302. 302 is sticking in my head right now. I would like to see him go back over 300. I feel like last year was a little bit more of a fluke. And I feel like already in spring, he's seeing the ball well, and he's not trying to do too much, which I feel like was a bit of the issue last year. He kind of had that huge season weighing on his shoulders and MVP level numbers. Like he essentially carried the team. And I think he was tired. <laughs> the poor man was tired. Like <laughs> imagine having all that pressure and all that stress to be like, Oh, it's fine. DJ's got it. DJ's got it. You know, hitting a home run in, uh, in the ALCS in the top of the ninth inning, like making these moves, doing all these things. Like he probably felt so much stress and so much pressure, but I do feel like he's still a great hitter. He's seeing the ball really well. His swing looks nice and compact. I really like what I'm seeing so far from him. Spring doesn't always translate to the regular season, but I think that this year it's going to be good, but it's not going to be the monster year that he had. Yeah. Fangraphs has him projected for, what is that? A 283. I lost it. I lost it already. Yeah. 283 batting average in a 774 OPS. I think that's low. He, he hit that homer the other uh, last week or something, that home run to left field. He popped that. He, yeah. I've never seen DJ LeMay who hit a ball that hard in my life. Right. He is, he is feeling it at the moment. And of course, like I said, spring does not always translate into the regular season. We know that very, very well, but at least right now we're kind of seeing shades of the DJ LeMay that we saw in his first year with the Yankees. Yeah. And Anthony Rizzo is projected for an 833 OPS. That sounds pretty good to me. That sounds okay. very okay. good to me. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's talk Glaber Torres now. What are we looking at with Glaber Torres? What are the problems? What are the problems with Glaber Torres this year? <laughs> well, he's not hitting the ball necessarily on the ground. Um, <laughs> so, which is good in a way because he's got more, he seems to have more power. Like I said, daddy power, but you know, I want to see more variety here. I feel like he either only hits the ball on the ground or he only hits the ball in the air. And I feel like one of these days is going to come back to bite him because the pitchers are going to know exactly how to pitch to him to force him to overcommit and overswing and pop that ball up. So I'm a little worried about Glaber, um, but I do like what I'm seeing so far at the very least. Yeah. So Glaber Torres comes into camp. He's a little trimmer. He looks trimmer. You know who looks really trim? Aaron Hicks. 
Aaron Hicks oh, yeah, looks great. Sure. Uh, but Glaber Torres comes in a little trimmer, a little leaner, maybe a little bit more muscle. Uh, he's getting back to that all fields approach said Dylan Lawson was working on having him drive the ball the other way. Uh, Cause he said in the last couple of years, Glaber Torres has been slicing those balls to the right side instead of driving them. I think that's big. I think that makes a difference. And I think I need Glaber Torres to have a bounce back year. I, I like really need it because we have just, so much personal investment in Glaber Torres. He's, oh, yeah. he's one of our baby bombers. He's one of our young guys. And he's getting to that stage where the Yankees are going to have to make decisions like, is Glaber Torres worth this much money in arbitration? Or should we trade him? Or should we not sign him if he has another bad year and just let him walk away? Those decisions are coming up. They're coming up mm-hmm. this year. So I hope he right. has a really good year. And, and I hope he has a really good next year, too. I don't think he would get an extension this offseason coming up uh, but if he has two good years in a row yeah extend him after that i mean Let this, ride. Is, this is make it or break it for him honestly you know you're absolutely right and it's <laughs> he's no longer got the excuse of like oh he's a kid he'll straighten out you know yeah. blah 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 no not Actually, anymore i read an article that opened with glaber torres is only 25 really yeah he's, he's, 25. he's 25 already <laughs> he's not a, he's not a kid anymore he's not a kid he's a right. veteran He's one of the veterans on this team now. At this age, you would be graduated from college. You would be a couple years into either, you know, just, well, I mean, to be real, you could still be in grad school, but a couple years into a full-time position. And you're probably still doing fake work at that full-time position too. Right. Like data entry. No, no, no. Glaber Torres. This Glaber is, Torres is in engineer mode right now. This is, this is engineer Glaber. It's time is up, kid. All right. Got to make a decision. But um, no, actually, I wanted to mention this real quick before I forgot. But um, did you see uh, they started doing the mic'd up series again during spring yes. training? Yes. And Joey Gallo um, didn't realize once again, like we, we always realize this during this time of year, but there are some funny people on the team. <laughs> Joey, oh, I think I think we kind of knew Joey Gallo was funny. He did that thing with LinkedIn or is that special skills striking out? That was hysterical. Uh, Getting dressed weird. Uh, Joey Gallo is a funny guy. Uh, I'm I'm glad that came through on the mic'd up. I'm still looking for like, we're looking for the next Zach Britton where nobody knew Zach Britton was like hysterical until this mic'd up series went. And it's like, everybody knew Tommy Canely was hysterical. And and all of a sudden here's Brit, like the, the secret star of the Tommy Canely mic'd up day. Like, well, that came out of nowhere. Now, Who's the next guy? Who's the next one? It's not Josh Donaldson. I know that for a fact. It's definitely not Josh Donaldson. Is it Isaiah kind of forever? Is it, is it him? Maybe. I don't know. It's Licky. Licky might be funny. Who knows? Maybe. Lefties are weird. They are a weird breed for sure. Um, but I, I just really enjoyed because he talked to himself so much. And then I remember one of the coaches came over. He's like, Oh, you're talking to yourself again. He's like, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not mic'd up. I'm not mic'd up. Nope. Can't let Judgey know. Trying to get Judge, <laughs> trying to get Judge on the hot mic. Oh yeah, for sure. And they're calling him out because he's afraid to uh afraid to play center field. <laughs> oh man, I wouldn't want to play center in yeah. I wouldn't want to play left field in Yankee Stadium either. Left field's tough. Left field's tough. It's left right field's field. My favorite position, actually. That's, well, on a normal field, sure. But at Yankee Stadium, left field is basically center field. Mm-hmm. That right field, that's where you want to live right there. Which honestly, John Carlos saying if he's going to play the outfield this year, he should just play right field. It is a very oh, yeah. easy right field to play. Uh, let's just mm-hmm. put Judge in center. Let's just do it. 
Let's get nuts with it. Why not? Like, who's going to hit it there when you've got like a 12 foot tall behemoth out there? Yeah. He's going to get to any ball. Judge Aaron Judge games in center field this year. Say over under 30. Oh, <laughs> under. Come under? On. Under, yeah, they've been running sure. him out in center field. You a know, lot, Brett Gardner's Allison. coming back, so there's <laughs> yeah. no reason. Okay, I'm just no season reason. starts in a week, Allison. It sounds like this might there's be still time. It there's sounds like time, this might be a little bit of denial going on. There's a week left. No, no, there's a lot of denial going on. This is very, <laughs> very accurate. Not just a little, a lot. But I'm tell and you this: Aaron Hicks is looking trim. They might not need him if Aaron Hicks well, stays healthy. I don't know. Is he drinking his milk though? That's the question. He's not drinking his milk. Osteoporosis. Brett Gardner. Are we are we giving Aaron Hicks osteoporosis right no, now? That's the saying. diagnosis. That's the diagnosis. I'm just saying, if he has he drank his milk, do we know this? I don't. I can't say for sure. I can't say for sure. That reporters need to be asking. You want me okay. to? You want me to scan his Instagram and see if he's put up any stories of him at least eating cereal? Yeah, at least like, at the very just checking least. Checking the background, you know, make sure that there's something like that, or else, you know, hey, Brett Gardner's coming back. No yeah. milk equals all Brett Gardner. Whole milk though, skim milk. That's not going to cut it. That's not going to no, cut exactly. it. You need the whole milk. Whole milk. And Aaron Hicks looks too skinny to be drinking whole milk. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Let's keep moving. Isaiah kind of for What do you expect from him this year? Honestly, I don't even know. I haven't been able to watch quite as many spring training games. I know offensively he is, he's not, not necessarily a Marvel, you know, but he, he's been doing pretty good stuff. He's been hitting doubles. He's been, um, he seems to stay on the ball pretty well. Um, defensively, I definitely like what I'm seeing so far. It just makes me feel a lot more comfortable of when there's a simple ground ball to second and you want to turn a double play and you're like, okay, I actually feel good about it. So, um, but offensively, I'm not really sure what to expect. I'm sure you might know a little bit more than I do. Isaiah kind of is just the definition of average, just the definition of an average hitter. Um, Yeah. It reminds me, Glaber Torres was getting ripped apart. Uh, yesterday for uh, it was the night game where he, he took that chopper and he just took forever to get to it and didn't even yep. get the out at second base he was getting torched for that one torched welcome to new york yeah welcome to new york uh all right let's skip kind of falafel because there's really nothing interesting about him in any way shape or form he's Except just a placeholder name, which is ikea falafel yeah i can't wait to see what john sterling comes up for that guy can't wait can't wait that's going to be so, what would he say? I really like, I might watch until Isaiah kind Falefa takes his, hits his first home run. I might watch the games on mute and listen to the radio broadcast instead, even if it doesn't line up perfectly, because it's kind of yeah. like, I have to know. I have to know what mm-hmm. is John yeah. Sterling's call. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, that is the best part of the beginning of every year is as these new players are coming in, you know, that he's going straight to the drawing board and he's yeah. like, okay, what can but I say for this? There's guy? some easy ones like Josh Donaldson. That's going to be an easy one for him. He's going to be able to get that. No problem. And even I could probably come up with a good home run call for Josh Donaldson, but Isaiah kind of falafa. There's a lot of syllables there. It's a lot of syllables. Are you brainstorming? Are you brainstorming yeah, already? It's, yeah. it's really, really difficult. Yeah. You know, I tr- trust in John, trust in John Sterling, um, trust in Susan, 
they'll come up with something great and they have a bobblehead this year. So they have to come up with something great. Oh yeah. I think the bobblehead day is on my birthday too. I might have to go. Oh my God, I might have to go to the so game. Great. Yeah. I might've just accidentally told everyone when my birthday is and I've notoriously hate telling people when my birthday is. Oh, it's okay. I'm going to forget. So it's Good. fine. The people won't though, Allison, the people won't forget. Uh, all right, let's Come keep on. moving. Josh Donaldson, third base. How I think are we, we feeling? I know at this point what to expect from him. And, and, and what's that? It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I hate to say it, but it's pretty good. Um, I think you're absolutely right. Defensively, good upgrade. Offensively, so far this uh, spring, obviously he hit his first home run. Um, looked good. Looks good out there. Just an intense guy. And yeah. I don't know how I'm going to feel about him. Not really going to root for him, I don't think. But, you know, if he helps the Yankees win, then I'm going to kind of thaw out a little bit. Yeah. Score, here's a but... here's a good here's a good bet. How deep into the season do media outlets start running with the Josh Donaldson is is being like a bad teammate? Like, oh, he's calling Glaber Torres out in front of everybody. Like, when do they start with that bullshit? Because it is, about in fact, month. bullshit. About a month. One month. About a month because the Yankees usually struggle in the first month of the season. They're pretty notoriously 50 or I'm sorry, 50. They're notoriously a 500 record the first month of the season. That's just what they do. So I'm going to say at the end of the first month, they're going to start doing that. Be like, what's the problem? Is there a problem with the clubhouse chemistry? Oh, that's right. This guy's there. Yeah. The new guy. It must be the new guy. Who's who's very outspoken. It must be him. He has a bit of a reputation, so I'm sure they're just going to feed off of that. But yeah, I give it a month. Yeah. You know who we haven't talked about yet, but has looked mighty good this spring? Ooh. Kyle Higashioka. Yeah, Higgy Higgy. Also, a lot of the Yankees players have said that Kyle Higashioka is like the person they would run to that they trust the most. Have you seen those TikToks or those videos that the Yankees have posted? I saw I saw the one where they were asking, like, who would, who would you let babysit your kids? Oh, yeah. Uh, was everyone saying Kyle Higashioka? A lot of people in the end were saying Kyle Higashioka. The most surprising one was um, your teammate for the zombie apocalypse. And they were like, Higgy, immediately. Really? Yep. I guess you're in the zombie like- apocalypse and you're like, no, I, Stanton, get out of here. Judge, get out of here. Gallo, no, I don't think so. Rizzo, I, no, it's just not going to cut it for me. Nope. Let me get nope. Higashioka. Kyle that Higashioka. Guy. Aaron Judge said Kyle Higashioka. Okay. Well, Aaron Judge a- is already huge on his own. He doesn't, yeah, need, but he's he got doesn't G. need another big guy. He's got G if he wants him, you know? But yeah, but if you're Higgy, doing a zombie apocalypse team for the Yankees, you need a big guy and you need a small guy. What if you need to get into a well, small space? So the reason for Higgy, because they basically asked, they're like, why is everyone picking Higgy? And they essentially were like, well, he plays a lot of video games and he's very strategic, you know, like very smart guy. So, plus he can play the guitar. He can serenade the zombies. Oh, yeah. There it is. You can definitely serenade zombies. I thought you were going to say you could serenade your your zombie apocalypse partner to make them forget that they were in the zombie apocalypse. But, no, the zombies. Yeah, Kyle Higashioka can quell zombies. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, Breaking news. that must be why. This is the but first yeah, time we've ever um, broken news. I am quite pleasantly surprised by what we've seen from Higgy. I personally didn't think that he had it in him and I was a little concerned about him being the basically the starting catcher um however he stepped up to the plate literally and figuratively and so far so good but yeah I, I guess I shouldn't have been too surprised I don't know I just feel like that having that role of starter way on you can 
be a lot of pressure. I mean, i.e. Gary Sanchez, you know, physically, it's going to demand more of Kyle Higashioka. And we always knew the power was there because we have a running joke for like three years that every time Kyle Higashioka actually hits the ball, it leaves the ballpark. The problem is he doesn't actually hit the ball all that often. So he he hit under 200 last year. It was like his first first real full year. It was like eight at bats, eight home runs. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah, he had like he had like six or seven home runs in his yeah. first 15 blade appearances. Right, right. And then Absolutely and then it calmed absurd. down after that. But the power was always there. Always had the power. It's just he didn't never actually made contact with the ball. It's just, and it's hard to hit a home run when you whiff on it. I've heard, you know, I'm, I'm not a scout. I've seen I'm inside the park home runs. I've seen, you know, people get a home run on a pass ball. That's there's, absurd. There's ways. That's, that's absurdity. Um, yeah, but no, Kyle got you. He looks pretty good. He looks pretty mm-hmm. good. And if, if he does. we'll see how Gary Sanchez does in Minnesota. Uh, and if their offensive numbers are kind of borderline in the same vein, maybe like within 10 weighted runs created plus, I think the Yankees might've won the trade even just by getting rid of Gary. And you know, I'm a Gary defender. I, we are, but we both are Gary defenders. We have loved Gary Sanchez from the moment he came up. We thought all the criticism he got was, I'm not going to say unfair, but maybe disproportionate. I think disproportionate is a fair way to put it for Gary Mm -hmm. Sanchez. Uh, And I'm sure that had an effect on him knowing that he should have been doing more, trying to do more at the plate, striking out the pass balls. That's it's got to be tough on him mentally. So he gets out in Minnesota, he gets into a better situation, a team that's probably not going to be in the postseason. Uh, But you you see what happens. You see what happens. Maybe he has a resurgent offensive year. And in that case, I will, mm, I don't, I, I won't regret the Yankees trading him because it's it was clearly never yeah it was clearly like, never going to happen here for Gary Sanchez. I feel like New York just was not his was not his place. Um, and if he does have a great season, I'm going to stand up and applaud as best I can because good for him. You know, I hope he, he does. went and Clint Frazier. I hope Clint Frazier has a fantastic yeah. season. I hope Clint mm-hmm. Frazier hits 20 tanks. I want that for Clint. He went through a lot and it was not fair to him at all for, for Gary Sanchez, at least like the criticisms were fair for Clint Frazier. Mm -hmm. I mean, this guy, he battled through so much just to get back Mm -hmm. on the field and, and he was never right after he ran into that wall. It would just, I hope that he is a fantastic season for the Cubs. I'm low key going to be kind of rooting for the Cubs a little bit low key, just a little bit, just for Clint. Well, he also said too, that he kind of dealt with a, another concussion last year and like he, you know, went to the news outlets and stuff. And, you know, I kind of figured that I, I kind of assumed, and I kind of assumed that because he wasn't really talking about it, like he really didn't want anyone to know, but at the same time, I, I had an idea, like you kind of, you kind of know the signs and whatnot, but, um, with Gary Sanchez, I find two things funny. One, the fact that obviously everyone was so excited that, you know, the Yankees got rid of Gary Sanchez, got back Josh Donaldson. They're like, who cares? Let's eat all the money. And then the twins turn around and use that money to get Carlos Carlos Correa, which hilarious. I think it's so funny. Like, you know, at first I was like, you've got to be freaking kidding me, but it happened and it was funny. So I'm going to laugh at it. I have to say something about this Carlos Correa situation. I'm starting to think maybe the Yankees dodged a Correa bullet. I'm starting to think sure. that because the twins got him with opt-outs. So it's basically mm-hmm. a one-year yep. contract for Carlos Correa. Oh, yeah. Are you telling me 
that there were no other major teams, contending teams, even like the Seattle Mariners. Their shortstop's J.P. Crawford. J.P. Mm-hmm. Crawford. Are you telling right. me that Seattle Mariners wouldn't be willing to give Carlos Correa that $300 million contract? There had to be something in the medical reports about Correa's back. That's what Max, Max said it's always been the back for Correa. There had to be something that sure. scared off these teams. To say he's a perfect fit for the Yankees, but they won't give him a contract. The Tigers offered him $275 million. I don't know what the Tigers were thinking. Uh, that was different than everybody else. But are you saying that Carlos Correa couldn't get a better deal than $275 million? That's the best he could get from the Detroit Tigers. Nobody else wanted to bid on those services. Look at what the Dodgers just paid for Freddie Freeman when they already had Max Muncie at first base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. I don't know. I don't might know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, might have gotten the good end of that deal. Okay, so that was one. I have another. I think it's very funny that um, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, that Gary Sanchez and his BFF uh, Sonny Gray are now on the same team. Yes, they are. the The twins got Sonny Gray too. Perfect spot for him too. So he now, actually he's been Sonny pretty Gray's good. Lately. Like I thought, I didn't have to deal with this guy anymore. <laughs> now I need another personal catcher. Damn it! <laughs> Listen, it wasn't a Gary Sanchez problem. It was a Larry Rothschild problem. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. For Everything sure. is Larry's fault. Mm-hmm. Everything is always Larry's fault. Living like blame Larry. it on Larry. <laughs> always, always blame Larry. Did he get? Did he get another coaching job somewhere? I have no idea. I don't, I I don't think so. Cause the Padres just dumped him, and I don't think he got picked up anywhere else. I think everyone else was like, you know what? We've had enough of Larry. We've, we've done this enough times. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Nope. Not really sure. But yeah, I found those two things pretty hilarious. The second one, especially because I was like, wait a minute, didn't he, wasn't there an issue with, uh, with Gary catching Sonny? And I'm like, oh my God, he's got to do it again. There was an issue with Gary catching everybody. Well, yeah, everyone except CC. CC was the only one who came out and be like, oh, I yeah. love throwing to Gary. And Luis Severino liked throwing to him too, uh, except Luis Severino hasn't pitched in two fucking years. Uh, and <laughs> who knows how much he's going to pitch this year because he's already going through general arm soreness trying to ramp up. I would say if I got 100, any, 100 innings out of Severino this year, I'm going to be happy. That's going to be right, good for me. Right. Exactly. But yeah, yeah any uh, anything else? Yeah. vital yeah. on your end let's get let's get the outfielders quick before we run out of recording time yeah. uh yeah, yeah, aaron judge does he finally win an mvp this year probably not this year but it's coming see next year it's i feel coming. like there's a lot going on in his mind right now and you know um with the extension with all that fun stuff but i i, I think he'll definitely produce and he'll definitely be good it's just i don't think he's going to have an mvp caliber season. Oh, of course uh aaron hicks are we expecting anything out of him in particular? So I think everyone has very, very, very incredibly high expectations for Aaron Hicks, which I totally understand because, you know, he's coming back. He looks good. You know, he kind of seems like he's in a good place mentally as well, but like, man, every year we have this, you know, anticipation and it just, it just gets us. So I'm not really sure what to expect. I don't want to expect too much um, from him. So I'm going to be, cautiously optimistic going into this season yeah i don't think i mean it was good for him to go down to the dr over the winter to play Uh, i don't think he his dr numbers were really all that good i remember looking at them one time and i think it was only halfway through the stint he was doing but he was like i think he was like three for 15 at the plate yeah 
Yeah, okay. that's not that's not great. It's not what you want, as Joe Girardi would say. It's not what you want. Um, but I don't know. Right. I, I'd like to see a full season out of Hicks. Uh, I, I don't want to get into the situation where we don't have a center fielder besides Aaron Judge. Uh, and, and in which case, maybe Gardy finally gets the call. We don't know. We never know. Maybe he's a, a late season acquisition. We pick him up in like September and he has a magical postseason. That's like that's the Brett Gardner story that we deserve personally for us. That's the Brett Gardner story everyone deserves because then that man can go out on. No, top. you know what? I'm going to say no to that. I'm going to disagree. The disrespect that Brett Gardner oh. has gotten over the last few years. I don't think some people deserve that Brett Gardner story. You're right. And you know what? I'm going to end up tweeting at that point. And I do this all the time. Yo, listen, you guys are all mean to Brett Gardner. You can't cheer for him. And then people are just going to do it anyway, because they're like, I believed in Brett Gardner. I I have the screenshots to prove that they did. (laughs) Screenshots are forever, bitch. I got that. So is Brett Gardner in a Yankees (laughs) uniform forever he really he could do that for years if he just like oh yeah he starts getting ready in july august gets a few like triple a at batch just to brush up and then september goes on a magical postseason run (gasps) what is this i could see him in triple a i don't know would gardner go to triple a is that something that brett gardner would do i don't know i don't know that would be so that would be that would be a ramp up for me. That's like, all right, like we need a center fielder and Brett Gardner hasn't played, but we need to get him like at least, I don't know, 50 at bats before, you know? yeah, yeah. before we can put him on the major league roster. Let's just put him in the triple A lineup every day and then call him up. That's I just I set you up for such great disappointment right there. I just I put no, that thought in I mean, your brain. I'm just, I'm just saying, OK, I just want to let you know that I already bought my tickets for the very first week of uh, Syracuse Mets games and they're playing Scranton. So, um, Brett, I, I regret putting, I regret putting that thought in your brain. I'm going to feel <laughs> bad when it doesn't happen. I'm like, damn, I got Allison's I hopes up yeah. and. Yeah, now she's well, I have to also garden. say that uh, Aaron Hicks also had a very memorable stint on the R2C2 podcast. Um, yeah. You know, they asked what the what the team motto should be this year, and it was have some fuck you. And I think, oh, my God, Allison's cursing so much today. This but is like listen, that's, I kind of have to. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, that's a quote. I, that obviously, count. That's a quote. obviously, the shirts have been made, you know, and, you know, all that fun stuff. But like, man, I love this is why I love baseball season. Everything gets made into a shirt and it's always hilarious. And everyone's like, why? What does that shirt mean? And you're like, you wouldn't get it. It's an inside joke. That also that also reminds me, uh, Nestor Cortez Jr. donated Bronxy the turtle to a youth center. Yeah. Good for him. Good for doing it. I for know. The kids. He would have loved to keep Bronxy, but I'm sure I'm sure his family was like, I don't know if he's married. Maybe his wife's like, yeah. Can you get this fucking turtle out of our house? The the season's over. Get the fucking turtle out of here. Uh, and he oh. donated him to the kids. The kids have Bronxy the I turtle know. now. Awesome. Awesome. And then last but not least, well, I guess two people in the outfield, but Giancarlo Stanton or Joey Gallo. I'm I'm expecting Giancarlo Stanton to have a fantastic year and not get enough credit for it. And I'm expecting Joey Gallo to drive old Yankee fans up the fucking wall. And at the end of the season, you look like, wow, Joey Gallo had an 830 OPS. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. They're not going to appreciate it until the season's actually over and they'll look back and say, wait a minute, actually, 
he wasn't as bad as I originally made him out to be because yeah. that's what they do. You know what I saw that was really funny? Uh, I think it was a Lindsay Adler tweet comparing Joey Gallo and Matt Chapman and like Yankee fans reactions. To them. The Yankees were like, oh, go get me Matt Chapman. We need a third baseman. Go get me Matt Chapman. And then those same Yankee fans were like, this Joey Gallo sucks. He strikes out so much. And then you look at the stats and it's like, yeah, well, Joey Gallo and Matt Chapman both hit about 200. They both had about 200 strikeouts. And guess what? Joey Gallo had more home runs. He produced more offense. Do you want Joey Gallo two in your lineup? The the lesser, the lesser. Although the third base defense would probably be pretty nice. So you want a good pickup line? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Hit me. Hit me with it. What's my name? Well, it's not Joey Gallo because I don't strike out. Oh, got him. <laughs> Baseball pickup lines. Tis the oh, season. Man. Yeah, I'm going to hop on the dating apps and start trying that one out. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you should actually just do only baseball pickup lines, only baseball pickup lines. I'll come up with a ton for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's uh, probably gone on my last date if I try that. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's a great line and it'll work really well on Yankee fans and nobody else. Right. <laughs> well, or anyone that really understands baseball, because it's a kind of more True. of a, like a negative, you know, connotation for Joey. Cause yeah. You know. And let's, let's be honest. Could I even date somebody who wasn't into baseball? Would it even work? The amount of baseball that I watch? I mean, I'm just, doing it. That's true. That's true. And it works mm -hmm. for you. But he it is, works for me. He is a partial. He Red literally was. He, he has invested interest. He'll literally like put on the game for me and then he'll disappear. And I'm like, <laughs> did you just put on the game so you could go play your games? Like <laughs> go gaming? And he's like, yeah. Like, perfect. That works. That works this for me. This is great. This is great. I love it. <laughs> All right. I think, I think we'll end it there on that pickup line. We won't talk about the rotation because we already know the rotation is going to be nasty because Garrett Cole and Nestor Cortez Jr. And James, uh, Jordan Montgomery. Nasty Nesta. Nasty Nestor. I am. I can't believe that Nestor Cortez was like an inside joke for the Yankee fans. And then oh, yeah. he goes to Seattle. He's terrible. He gets cut. And then he comes back to the Yankees. He's awesome. And now we're like, this might be one of the best fifth starters in the league. Our rotation's got to be nasty. Right. Nasty Nestor is is unbelievable. And all the video compilations of him doing his his hesitation windups, like the one with Shohei Otani, where he literally called timeout to laugh. <laughs> I love that. I love that for Nestor. Yeah, but we'll we'll talk some rotation next week. And I think next week, when we record, maybe we record on Thursday next week too. The season. We'll see. Um. So it's interesting because we'll I, uh, like I said, I bought tickets for the whole first week of minor league baseball and I literally sat there tonight and I was like, hon, like, I don't think I can make it to Thursday's game. He's like, why? And I was like, it's opening day. And he goes, no, that's Tuesday. I said, no, no, it's Thursday for the important stuff. And he's like, oh, okay. You should just bring your tablet and watch baseball while you're watching baseball. And I was like, that is, that's that a sounds good like the dream. Yeah. This, this guy just gets you. He just gets you. <laughs> I know. Isn't it crazy? It's just, I want to go play video games. Let me turn some baseball on for house. <laughs> you stay uh, here. We're set. We're set. <laughs> he like, he, uh, it's so strange. He'll basically be like, okay, 
can I get you anything? And I'm like, oh my God, that's so sweet. Of course. And then he disappears. And I'm like, this is also on me. It takes me like an hour to figure it out. And I'm like, wait a minute. I don't think he came back with anything for me. (laughs) Oh, well, (laughs) oh no. He makes sure I have more than enough to be set on the couch for the rest of the evening. But then I realize I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. You got a conflict with two baseball games. Watch them both. Watch another one after that. You just, you go do you. Yeah, exactly. Now, tis the season to be out at bars in the evening and have to watch the game on my phone or sit at the bar and ignore everyone talking to me so I can watch Aaron Judge hit a home run. You know, this is the good stuff. This is the good life. This is this is where careers are made when you're watching the phone, uh, watching the game on your phone at a wedding. That's when careers are made right there. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Or at church. I've done that. It's okay. Don't tell my mom. <laughs> that's a good one. That's that's God's baseball stadium. <laughs> All right. We'll wrap it up there then. And we'll see you all next week. All right. Sounds good.